0: so welcome to running light i didn't do a cold intro um this is a show where we interview comics from all across the nation about the stuff that inspires them and i'm your host jeremy plum with me as always is my friend and uh host david David kalsgard
1: Kalsgard. hey nice nice to see you guys again or hear from you i don't know what this is i'm so fucking tired my sleep schedule (laughs) has been a mess (laughs) Uh, and with
0: us is uh, another Springfield comic, uh, and we have uh, Ricky Rocksteady here today. Yes, hello, everybody. Hey.
1: Ooh, hey.
0: Uh, yeah, that's weird. Whenever I introduce a comic, yeah, I feel like I should. we should have some sort of applause thing, but it's like, ah. <laughs> that's,
1: we, were, that's we were talking about getting one when we were recording in studio and having a, uh, an, an applause drop that we could play when we introduced. Uh, but you know, with everything that's going on in the world, we aren't recording in studio, so I guess we just have to make the uh, applause noises and crowd noises ourselves.
2: <laughs> I'm used to the it's also- silence
1: whenever I speak, so it's all good. <laughs>
0: oh, tonight I have a a, li- a live show uh, at Zoom. Oh, you're doing so. A I'm going to be used to. Yep. So I'm going to be used to telling my jokes at half the energy I always do. Oh, and nice. not hearing anything it'll be it'll be great
2: so as long as they're muted then because that would be terrible if you just hear a heckler and you can't do anything about them To maybe try to oh mute
0: them. oh i'd fucking love that uh i think one guy suggested like hey what if we did like a premium where people paid five bucks to come into the zoom meeting and you know watch it and i go no, no 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 that is someone paying five dollars to be a part of the show and heckle and i think i'd love that i think i would love that a lot yeah because i need to know that this situation can get a little worse
1: like you're, you know what you're a weird type of emotional mastochist that's what you <laughs> <laughs> No, here's the if it gets worse
2: then i'm not at rock bottom yet just, just, huh? he has a ways to go
1: <laughs> see Well, if he keeps moving the goalpost like that, he's never going to hit it. And I think for his safety and betterment, he needs to hit it at some point. (laughs) If I keep digging, the barrel gets lower.
2: (laughs) Uh, What are we talking about today, Ricky? All right. So one of the um, comedy albums that inspired me in my youth was uh, Dennis Leary's No Cure for Cancer. And what uh, you said, you had conflicted feelings about that. Well, I kind of I'd rather go into the conflicted part maybe a little bit later because I feel that not all of his material may have been from the mind of Dennis
1: Leary. Yeah, yeah, we could. Uh, we're gonna talk about that I think in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I I hear that's a that's a common complaint about Dennis Leary. Yeah, throughout can, his whole career. Yeah, I think what what started off for me is I heard his song
2: "Asshole" and just like fell in love with it. it became my my little mantra whenever I was a teenager and just being a dickhead like I'm an asshole (laughs) that was me when I
0: was about like 12 14 my dad put on they're all gonna laugh at you by Adam Sandler so yeah Yeah. I get that
2: yeah 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 so then like that was really you know at, at that point you know I I knew just what you would see on big tv so I knew like you know Living Color SNL, I knew some of Jim Carrey's solo stuff, but then once I heard "Asshole," it's like I need to get this comedy record, and I found the VHS for it, and me and my friend <laughs> just like wore it out.
1: Um, d- d- dating this just a little, a little bit. Yeah,
0: I've been there. Like, it wasn't a VHS, but like my dad gave me for years. I asked him for a, bur- a rip of the of. Of the adam sandler uh cds for years yeah and i would play that for a while so yeah no i i know that one yeah that's it's such a weird thing like the what you love when you're like 14 because like it's not now what i love like let's say i love kyle canane i'll also look at other comics that are inspired by kyle canane or like mm-hmm. kyle canane yeah but when you're 14 and like you like the one thing you just fucking go into that one thing until you quote it
2: well and like you know talking about dating myself it's like that that came out in 92 and i probably found out about it like maybe like 96 97 so at that point there's no streaming mechanisms uh, the, Mm. the local video store didn't have anything for comedy so it's like i had that like that was all that I could find so it's like all right I'll just watch it 10,000
1: times but back before you could get you know all of the streaming services or YouTube where you could go on you can actually find these things it was pretty much just whatever was in your vicinity that you had exposure to yep that's yep. what you listened to and that's what you got into uh, my, like I, rem- my- I, re- I remember when CDs and but like before you could go on the internet download some. like mm-hmm. my parents would It it kind of affected my taste in music. That's why I'm still partial to cool in the gang. It's because that's like the one CD my dad had. If you would listen to it over in your head.
0: (laughs) That's with me and John Denver. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But the way I discover comedy is I used to go, I still do it now. Well, during the before times. Uh, I go to a record store. I'd go to like Homer's and I would go to the used comedy section. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just whatever's there. Uh, I'll drop 40 bucks on like five albums Man, and we'll, use we'll just comedy
2: go. Used comedy sounds so dirty. Oh, it's, <laughs> dude, <laughs> like you find, dude. In the or in a, you so find weird shit, a like
0: <laughs> political comedy from the 70s where it's just a bunch of comic shitting on Nixon. it's, <laughs> I found Bootleg, Cheek, and Chong albums. It's fucking great. Like, it's that's a awesome. weird... It's a weird time. I love it. I uh, I, I love it to death. Um, and then you find, like, a Rick and Morty album of just the soundtrack, and I go, that's not funny. That's just sad. And I move on. <laughs> Next. <laughs> but what... What, uh, what keeps that album in your zeitgeist, in
2: your head, for, for so long? Well, I mean, like, so because i had watched it so many times like i felt like like once i started to get into comedy it's like i felt that i all of my aggression on stage was like pulled straight out of a dennis leary album i just like the, the way that he's in people's faces and going a mile a minute and just you know machine gun rattling things off it's like i, I try to have some you know some some dips and whatnot into my set and not be consistent but if i'm if i'm getting into my, my mad at the world phase of comedy it's like i am i'm channeling my inner dennis leary i feel yeah and mad at the world's difficult it's it's difficult yeah because sometimes it like i'm really not that angry of a guy or at least i don't like e- express it like so when you're on comedy on stage you've got to be you know bigger than yourself it's like i'm not I'm Ricky Rocksteady on stage, but I'm like my last name isn't really Rocksteady. It's like I'm, I'm, it's I'm I'm not a character necessarily, but it is, everything's blown up tenfold. Mm-hmm. So like when I have something that just irks me, like a pumpkin spice latte, I need to turn into a, a five-minute bit where I want to destroy the universe. Right,
0: uh, that's like uh like loose blacks uh, two Starbucks being a uh, a wormhole in the universe type yes. of thing. just taking something very small and showing that anger but amplifying it to uh, a comical comical degree almost kind of loony tunish in a way
1: oh yeah definitely and it's uh, it's always a, I've always found it interesting the fine line because there're sometimes where I've gone into that rage mode as well when writing and when on stage is finding that fine line between just becoming this weird scary angry person and actually still you know being able to joke and make jokes it's yeah. its its so thin that line too mm-hmm. like just if you go 30 seconds too long or you say one thing a little too harshly no one's on your side anymore it's not funny now you're just a dude screaming at yeah. people
2: I've definitely and, had that like during open mics, you know, trying to figure out what's that right level of anger to have to where <laughs> you know, you, now you've, you know, it's diminishing return. Just stop what you're doing, take a deep breath and just move on to another topic.
0: No, no, yeah. no. If you're, in, if you're in an open mic and you've already like, if you're seeing diminishing returns, you keep going until everybody walks. <laughs> At this point.
2: <laughs> in open, open mic. <laughs> do it. Because hmm? what are they going to do? You they can't <laughs> kick you off well they can I kick you, up you two off two more minutes man
0: gotta respect it what are they gonna do light me a minute or so early and pretend it was five minutes yeah it's not like we've done that before oh
2: no never <laughs> <laughs>
0: um no i the, there's a there's a line like uh i was talking about kinnison uh in an earlier episode a very earlier episode and kinnison has this or later kissen at least that's all i know had this style of i don't like x thing and therefore x thing sucks and everyone who likes x thing sucks uh, and i th- and that becomes like i don't care I, that's the to me it's the that's the line too far it's like ah uh, all right just because you don't like a thing doesn't mean it's automatically bad and i think that's why you need that dip like you mm-hmm. were mentioning that dip that dip of like not everything i don't i don't just hate i like or yeah. it's also my fault stuff like that
2: exactly yeah yeah, yeah. If, if a lot of the hate is also you know self-inflicted and you know directed towards yourself that's when you can probably go grilling yourself the entire time you're on stage and everyone laughs it up because you're just making fun of yourself but it's when you're
1: I, i'm aware <laughs> <laughs> yeah you I mean, even then you have a certain point that if you go too hard on yourself or too, you know, too much on yourself, people will start almost feeling bad for you. I've yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I, like, I've had that. Like, so, you know, the reason why I got into comedy was because I was going through a divorce. And, you know, you, you lost your smile and I was trying to kind of find something to go for. So I started to go into comedy and it's like, once i got into comedy I, I i wasn't talking about my my ex at all but there are some comics it's like that would just be all that they would talk about and, and how sad and you know terrible they felt because of what they're going through it's like man i, I don't want to be that guy <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, like like, I, like the first mic like, i saw with like the mc was i think he was going through a crisis like in, in live feed time, and I, I just knew that maybe I should like do some self deprecation, that's fine, but try to still have some humor mm-hmm. and, and maybe go back and forth and explain that maybe life isn't all horrible. Yeah, yeah, it,
1: because pe- pe- people are using comedy, the comedy show that they're going to, as an escape from their yeah. already terrible existence.
2: That's true, so, yeah.
1: Let's, let's not bring it down too much like there have been there were times early on in comedy where i would do self-deprecating stuff and uh i would hit it a little too hard and i'd have people come up to me either after the open mic or my set at the open mic or after the you know shitty bar show i was doing they'd be like hey you know you should take it easy on yourself you're not <laughs> like I don't think you're as point... bad of a person as you think
0: <laughs> i've gotten to the point where i keep going that hard and people say just do it should have got off the pot.
1: I think that's because people stopped caring a while ago. You know, like what? They, they knew you weren't going to change in any meaningful way. <laughs> so, and here is the:
0: I am working on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dennis Leary doesn't dip, at least in no. this album. No,
1: well,
2: it, it, so like the first, you know, two thirds of his set was just pure fire and anger, and then. Yep. Um, like, at least on the the live video, it's not on the album, the live video, he has this nice, wholesome moment about like raising his kids and, and things like that. Which oh, is I would have loved that. Totally not what I would expect it, And it really wasn't getting a lot of laughs, but he was just super serious and genuine. For like that's five minutes. the shit that's cut from the album.
0: Yeah. Because, like, when I was listening to the album, it, it, it bothered me. I was talking to Twitter before, it bothered the shit out of me because it's just vitriol for 40 minutes mm-hmm. and they go this is just anger and anger and it's a mile a minute and then it stops like it yeah. hard cuts to two
2: studio songs oh yeah i for me it's like i had the vhs so i never even heard the songs until like a few years ago
0: yeah and how do it's like well, how do you describe it it's like dropkick murphy with him playing a stand-up in the background like that's kind of yeah the feeling of it. So it's like, where's the rest? Like, where's the rest of it? And I would have loved the kids stuff. Like, I would have loved the heartfelt kids stuff. Um, because I think that's when I listen to Bill Burr in the past. I think those are my favorite moments of Bill Burr, yeah. or of uh, Louis Black, is when, like, anger, anger, anger. Okay, this is the one thing I really, really love.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anger, anger, anger. Uh, and it makes it better. I would have loved to have seen that. That sounds way better. Right.
2: Yeah, It, it and that was weird because you know, back when I was first watching it over and over again, it's like I just wanted the ha-has. Like I didn't really want the serious stuff. And now mm. that I have become a stand-up comedian, it's like I I appreciate that piece so much more because of uh, it. It changes the the cadence of the set and gives it some some character that you wouldn't have had otherwise if it was just like we're just saying pure fire
1: and anger yeah yeah it, it gives a little more depth to a performance that i mean while not while i'm not saying it didn't have depth it was very much like a stone skipping across the water just like right right on through and that depth of having the the slowdown part i think would have at least for me helped break it up so i could get back on board with the second half of the special because I just remember listening to the audio recording and not, I kind of got worn down after a while like it wasn 't it was just a, it was just a lot it, like you need to have a cup of coffee before you w- listen to this album if you 're going to Oh yeah up with it's it.
2: not it 's not comedy to go to sleep to. yeah <laughs> sure <laughs> and if
0: you I, do
1: if you do that 's the biggest cry for help like that's <laughs> <laughs> it's like listening to death metal to go to bed. I am a big
2: metal head, but you know, I can't have the, the death metal to go to sleep to. You know, you have the power metal, the calming metal to go to yeah.
1: sleep to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh. one
2: thing that I realized like so I'm, I am a big metal head like I said and I, I don't know if it's in the album now, but there's that one bit where it's talking about the kids playing the record yep. backwards and then, you know, killing the family and whatnot. And like that was the first time where it's like, normally I, I'm a metalhead. I stand up for who I am and how dare you make fun of me. But then like, once I heard that bit I'm like, God damn it. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> like, that so was it, fun. It, it yeah. loosens me up a little bit to where it's like, it's okay to, to laugh at yourself, even though it's like that kind of thing. You know, I feel like, you know, metalheads get a big uh, like a bad rap for, you know, a lot of stereotypes. I, I don't want to necessarily press the stereotypes, but just the way they did it, I thought was pretty well done.
1: Hmm. And that's yeah. always that's always an important thing, especially when you're not even necessarily if you're trying to be a comedian, but just if you're trying to, you know, grow up and you're a fan of comedy, when you can find somebody who pokes fun of a thing that you hold near and dear yeah. to you and still are able to find it funny, then I think you're I don't know, I think you've reached a new plane of, you know, understanding comedy because now things aren't offending you anymore yeah like you're not you're not holding anything so sacred that yeah. you can't laugh at it, and again, there are some things uh that you know I hold near and dear to my heart now, and I'm not gonna laugh as hard at that joke as I would have joked not about that thing, sure, but yeah, yeah I'll just, if it's a good joke, I'll still laugh really hard about it yeah
0: this is this is of course with the caveat of like you're not a piece of shit that's just. Saying piece of shit things. True. True. Yeah. yeah right.
1: No, every if time, you're, always, if you're a legitimately funny person, right. That's...
0: I always want to add that caveat because I because like I always know that one person that goes, "I'm not offended by anything. I'll say whatever
1: I want," and I go, "You should. You should stop. <laughs> Specifically, you, you. You. You should still find a line of decency to." Pull yourself back from. Yeah, yeah, it's like they really are an
2: asshole. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're living that song a little too uh, extremely there.
0: That was fu- I will admit the asshole song was fun. Like I like that was that was fun for me because like yeah, you know what this is just it's it's angry but it's silly and sometimes like like I, I like angry and silly like a yeah. that's that's a good mix because then you can just. You're rather on board with him, or you're laughing at him, and that's a that's I think the best way to do it is is mixing it in so everyone's kind of on board.
2: Yeah, and I think that's one one way that you know when we talk about the you know anger and people getting kind of you know they've had too much of it. You're, you're you've gone too far. But if you find something stupid to be angry about, then I think that's something to where you can definitely take that a whole lot further. It's like yeah, like, I can't like. Yeah being you know angry at politicians and things like that well like that can get old pretty quickly but mm-hmm. other things you know like like i mentioned i could have a whole bit about pumpkin spice latte and pumpkin spice condoms and like all the crazy i remember that, like too. that. That's the fun I just, one just like and i just take that like that's you know about five ten minute bits but it's it's just so it's so mm-hmm. absurd that i'm angry about something like pumpkin spice flavored items that it, it Actually works.
1: Yeah. It's one of the, it's one of those bits where you're going on, and the audience is still like, "Oh, he's still talking about this, but in a good way, not in yeah." A, yeah. I can't believe he's still talking about this kind yeah. of way. Like,
2: just, just don't drink it. What's the problem?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, uh,
0: a good a good example. Uh, if everyone's looking up just like specific bits, Pat and KFC double uh, KFC uh, dinner bowls. Is yeah. is like that, yeah. yeah. Or like I said, I've heard your pumpkin spice uh, condom bit, and it's a really damn good bit. uh and it's a lot of
2: fun. Yeah, that, that's why. Like out of all like, that's one of the things that I guess I'm known for because whenever it's fall time, I always have to bring that bit out. So I'll have people all the time that they'll, they'll find something at the store and like text it to me because it's something with pumpkin spice. Like they they all just come <laughs> back at me and remind me <laughs> of of my, the anger that is instilled within my body.
0: yeah and doing so so, like yeah because that's that's i think that's where part of that line is is like you're not just i'm ricky the angry boy Mm -hmm. you're ricky i'm angry at specific things and that's what people remember like i'm hey he doesn't like pumpkins but now when i see pumpkin spice i think of i think of ricky oh Mm -hmm. thanks yeah like stuff like that it just shows who you are that's true yeah
1: yeah it's a lot better than you know no, I'm seeing somebody kick a mailbox in public. I, that reminds me of Ricky because he's just so angry all the time. I <laughs> <laughs> don't like yeah. the office
2: either, damn it. <laughs> I
0: get text messages saying, hey, I saw this guy who's a little too sad. I thought of you.
1: <laughs> Are yeah, you it's okay? usually me texting you that. And so when I see you out in public randomly. <laughs>
2: That's fair. That's fair. It turns
1: out your. It turns out the path you walk to go to your therapy appointments is the exact same path <laughs> I take to drop my wife off at work. So, yeah, it's the you
2: reminder.
1: Your <laughs> wife's also a doctor. No, she's
0: a nurse. She's a nurse. So, like again, we both we both are going to a hospital. So, yeah, the yeah. route's
1: the same. <laughs> yeah, she's she's a she's a nurse. She does twice the work for half the pay. That's, yeah, yeah. So should we talk about the big, the big elephant in the room? Yeah. When it
0: comes to this album,
2: yeah, this album
0: is very famous to comedians. Mm-hmm. For one reason,
2: because you could just look up a Bill Hicks album and it's the exact same thing <laughs> most of it. <laughs>
0: Uh, I, I think one critique was watching Bill Leary, uh, Dennis Leary, is like watching Bill Hicks from two years ago. Yeah,
2: that, that's something that hurt me because like I didn't know I, I knew Bill Hicks because he was a, in a Tool album cover. Like that was like the, the so that was Bill <laughs> Hicks for a decade until I, you know, we I had internet and I could actually like look people up and then. I, I didn't see, like, the particular bits that Dennis Leary pretty much ripped off on until, like, someone put in a YouTube video just going, like, side by side. It's like, oh, my gosh, you're, you're crushing my childhood right now. Why are you doing this? <laughs> oh. and,
0: and, of course, uh, Louis C.K. claimed that he uh, did a riff, and then that got turned into the asshole song. That was, mm-hmm. I think, mentioned on an interview with uh, – who's oh, wow. that fucking shock jock guy, uh, sleazy?
1: Howard Stern. Sure. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. That was... And that's... Those are two different... Because at the time, like CK didn't have the reputation that he had well, before his stuff. Even now, let alone, did he have the same level of notoriety? Or I guess not notoriety, but I guess fame would be the better word for it, yeah. that both Dennis Leary and Bill Hicks had in the mm-hmm. early 90s. So I guess it was. It, it's kind of nice to know that he was an equal opportunity joke thief. He yeah. stole from everyone. Yeah, steal from everyone. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. If you only if you're angry. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. That's the caveat. Mm-hmm. Um. But it, it, And it's. I knew Dennis Leary through that uh, Fireman show.
1: Oh, that rescue
0: I, me!
2: Yep, rescue me. Yeah.
0: And uh, Ice Age. Uh, <laughs> oh, you yeah, and I are two different old. ages. You and I are two different ages, Ricky. And ninety six, I was two years old. And
1: oh my god, <laughs> um, I, was, I was four. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm an old man, now I feel. Like I, I thought you, you were don't like, look though, so that's, you don't you look that going for. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm
2: young at heart. I'll I'll, I'll say that at least. <laughs> David <laughs> looks older than you. Uh, that's true
1: I do look terrible <laughs> I didn't say
0: that but you didn't I'm glad you did but um, <laughs> I knew, then I knew Dennis Larry later as he may have stole jokes and I go I'm not, I don't know which album and then you told me that album and I go I should look it up and then I looked it up and that's the first thing I saw and I went oh I'm not going to listen I'm not going to be able to listen to this with an empty head
2: um yeah i I love like whenever i told you Dennis it's like you have cancer there was a a, a break and then it's like interesting choice (laughs) (laughs) like like, maybe i didn't know i wasn't in this shell and didn't know that he ripped people off and then you're gonna use this time just like roast me completely
0: i I, I I was nervous and i go fuck does he know i don't want to i don't want and then you go i have conflicting thoughts go oh he knows (laughs) <laughs> okay.
2: So, oh, so what what if I just came in here with like my Dennis Leary rah rah pom pom, <laughs> just like <laughs> nutting over it and then you're like he's a fraud. <laughs> yeah.
0: I would say it would be it would be remiss of me in this podcast where we talk about the objective side of comedy to not bring up the history that this album is associated with. <laughs> yes. That is connected to joke thievery. Yeah. And joke theory is technically never proven except when it always
2: fucking is. Yeah, it'd be one thing, because, you know, like, he talks about drugs. Everyone talked about drugs, in like, so that's, mm. that's one thing, you know, in today's world, what everyone talks about online dating. So I'm not ripping off some dude who has a Tinder joke. I just happen to have a Tinder joke that is a common yeah. theme that everyone's going through. But just, like, the way, like, the, the sequence oh, yeah. of the words that he used, it's, like, basically verbatim. It's like, ah, the topic is one thing, but, like, it was it was way too close. Yeah, that's <laughs>
1: always that's always the thing whenever I co- because there've been a couple of times where I was you know, I've told people like, "Hey, this joke of yours sounds like this person's joke." Mm-hmm. And I just let them know. Usually it's a much more famous comedian than them. Uh, like there was a guy in Omaha who I don't think with intent, but he essentially did verbatim a line from a Jerry Seinfeld joke when he was talking about <laughs> The best man at a yeah. wedding, yeah. And I told about that. He apparently had no idea about it. He stopped doing the line, like he uh, fig- he he resolved the issue. Yeah. From what I've
0: heard, kind of.
1: What, but that's we'll, here, talk about that. we'll, we'll talk about that later. Because in my time seeing him since then, he hadn't he hasn't done yeah. that line. So, and there are times where like that sometimes. That just happens. Like you don't know. I
0: accidentally use a Chad Daniels line.
1: On accident. Because some there's only a finite number of words in the English language and how you can use them together. So sometimes they fall in the same order, in the same thought, because it's framed in the finite reality that we all live in. Or there's only a few ways those can exist together. So yeah, sometimes that happens. More often than not though it's usually just out and out yeah they stole
2: yeah and I have I guess a couple of stories for that like so so one is you know like I said I'm a big metal head and I have like some some nerd culture so I bring some of the nerd culture and metal culture into my comedy and and because honestly like, so I'm, I'm a big Brian Bozain fan and he mm-hmm. is that personified it's so like that like he was one of the other comics that kind of shaped my style I it was. but i also know i know his comedy like i know all of his sets so i know okay well he's talked about that so i probably can't talk about that or or if i do it i'll have to do it in a different way mm-hmm. but then like i guess um i didn't open mic and i had some metal jokes and one guy told me that like are you a friend of buying like oh yeah i love the guy it's like well he had this one interview on like some talk show where he said a line it sounded just like one of your jokes. It's like he wasn't even trying to make a joke. I have never heard this late night Conan O'Brien interview. It's like so it's it's some of those things like if people are going to have the same joke, especially if you talk about the same topic, but you know, it's it's one thing to
1: have a chance. If the medium is he said it on a talk show, you're saying it in a stand up act, that's another like super like not even necessarily that gray of his own for me because like he wasn't trying to make it a stand-up bit
2: yeah exactly
1: like you're trying to make it a stand-up bit. he might have said it as a one-off thing you plan on saying it you know hundreds and hundreds of times over let's
0: talk about let's talk about that for a second uh getting the nitty-gritty stuff what do we mean by joke stealing because like a good example is david you and i had a joke with a uh, sub, uh, two different jokes with a similar punchline. Your YouTube joke about watching it for six hours and your boss mm. saying, you've been, wa- uh, you've been on it for six hours and I had a joke about doing it. you completely D-
1: butchered my joke.
0: I'm not doing it.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <and then> it <laughs> sounded
1: terrible.
0: And I had a joke where I fired you from my podcast. It
2: was. Welcome, <laughs> um, Ricky Rock City, new
1: ghost. <laughs> <and> it, <laughs> they're the space, baby. Well, get, um, get ready to deal with a bunch of shit, Ricky, because this is a shit show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had one about doing a BuzzFeed quiz, and my answer was I'm misusing company time. I, I then realized that you and I had a similar joke. I ran up by you. You went out there different enough. We're good. Uh, and that's some similar but different. And then there's, I accidentally used an entire line from a Chad Daniels joke because I remembered the line but not where it came from.
2: And I thought it was from the old mind palace here. Yeah, uh, that, that's, that's what like, so I started doing comedy almost seven years ago now and people ask like, well, like what comedy are you watching right now? When I was first starting actually, I didn't, I stopped watching comedy because I was afraid that I was going to do exactly what you said. I was going to randomly see something in in an album or watch it on YouTube. And then in the back of my head, six months later, thought that that was something that I did or something that I came up with. And then I, you know, not meaning to do so would rip somebody
1: off. Right. Interesting what you say that. And I think, I think that's something that comedians have to be super self-aware about. Like if you, because there have been plenty of times where I've thought of a line for a joke. And I'm really the big indicator for me is that was too easy. It was yeah, too easy for that me is, to think about it. And here's the thing usually it's fine because then I'll take that same line and I'll run it by a bunch of comedian friends of mine, like, hey, have you ever heard something like this? And I'll say the line. And I think out of all the times I've done that, there's been maybe two or three times where someone's like, Oh yeah, I heard you know so and so do that, or I heard so and so say that. And I'm like, okay, yeah. then I don't do that line. But most of the time, it's just I don't know. You just have to be hyper aware of that, especially if you're still consuming comedy in a you know in a regular way. Yeah. Like if you're not, if you're just kind of listening to shows that you're on, or you're listening to people at open mics you really don't need to care too much about it i guess but if you're consuming like special after special after special let's say on a weekly basis basis. yeah like a weekly basis (laughs) for a podcast where you talk about them uh you have to be a little bit more careful and uh, because that's another one of those situations where if you think you thought of the line but you can't place it And you decide to do it anyway. And then someone else comes up to you and says, hey, that's a line from so-and-so's joke. And you go, okay, cool. I'm not using that line anymore. That's, I think that's totally fine. Because you didn't know. You might've checked and no one said anything. So you didn't know. And it's also hard to willingly. Yeah, but if you willingly went out of your way to use someone else's words, like that's, Shitty. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's 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 hard to look it up because like uh okay, like the, I think the line I used in Chad Daniels was uh I come like a shotgun. And that's hard to Google. I, yeah, that's you're well, gonna you get a lot Google of
1: mixed
0: it. results. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard to Google and find the joke. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's 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 hard uh, to look it up, and so yeah, and there's it's used as a defense from joke thieves, but it's also very true called parallel thinking. <laughs>
1: um,
0: uh,
1: I think that is a that is allowed to exist. It is, it's, especially if you're, you know, you're a comedian in Omaha, let's say. And you come across a comedian in uh, Atlanta, and it turns out you two have very similar bits, but you've never met each other before. You've never heard of each other before. Yeah, that's just something you two have to work out on your own Yeah, once you find each other. And.
2: and- I have had that. So, you know, I'm from Springfield, and there's a a, a bit that I had done that I've been doing for a couple of years. And then there's uh, some guys coming in from St. Louis to do an open mic in Springfield. And the guy was going through a bit, and I I don't know if he had heard me do it at some point, but it is like there's a a multi part bit that was like hitting all of my punchlines to where one of the comics Mm -hmm. from like three rows back. Came up to me was like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> it, was, it was like so spot on. It was, like I, I don't know if he, if he had heard it or if we just happened to have the same thing. Like St. Louis isn't that far; it's an hour and a half. But I talked mm-hmm. to him afterwards. Like, hey, it's like, you you do it in St. Louis, I'll do it in
1: Springfield, and we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Well, ra- race to TV at that <laughs> point. Yeah, <laughs> so.
2: yeah. Yes. Exactly.
1: It's also also
2: like there's more to a joke
0: than words. Like we were talking about Dennis Leary and you pull pull it up side by side. Amy Schumer was also very famous for potentially stealing jokes. And when you play the two jokes back to back, it's not only that they're similar ideas like dating or drugs or Tinder. It's that there are lines that are exactly the same or there are beats, there are cadences, there are... Yeah like timing that is exactly the same because when you're stealing a joke you're not stealing the words you're stealing the whole fucking project
1: yeah Mm. and that's a little those are harder to defend when it comes down to you know the conversations about joke thievery like i remember for a while when the big story was amy schumer was stealing jokes from uh Melanie pa- Pascatelli, I believe her name was. Yeah,
0: and a few others. Uh, Like, I know a Bellaney bit from New in Town uh, and a few others.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you hear that and you hear the bits side by side, then you're like, oh, mm. that's kind of <laughs> hard to defend. And there were even a couple because somebody did, I remember watching a YouTube video where somebody did a smash cut of all of the potentially stolen bits. And there were some bits that people were claiming she stole. And I was like, well, that that one just seems more like parallel thought because she's not doing the beats and the timing mm-hmm. and the inflection. Uh, and, you know, the instead of saying the exact words, the, you know, vernacular is moved around a little bit. Yeah. It's just, it's a weird, like, talking about joke thie- uh, thievery is hard because you know it when you see it especially if you've been in comedy for, you know, more than a couple of years, even, you know it when you see it. But in theory, it's hard to talk about because then you're setting down the hard guidelines of what is and what isn't. It's kind of like like talking about the difference between pornography and art.
0: You know what the Congress said? We know when we see it. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's like that Conan O'Brien Twitter thing when he was, uh, sued for doing some jokes on Twitter
1: that oh, were very he, similar he went, to someone else. Oh, he was taking somebody's jokes off of Twitter and using them in the monologue.
0: Yeah, and like <sighs> a judge ruled that they were so generic that it's hard to
1: tell. Yeah, they they were topical jokes, and of all of the jokes made about that particular topic, there's no way that two people wouldn't have come up with the same Joke either in Conan's writers room or uh, yeah. elsewhere like because there's oh you that that's kind of the hardest thing about late night television at this point just to go completely away from Dennis Leary for a second uh like you you see these late night monologues half of these jokes that I hear the late night monologue on the late night monologues when I watch them like I've seen a variation of that on Twitter already today.
2: Yeah, that, that's something that like has conflicted me, because like, I'm very active on Twitter, and especially if there's a, a trending topic, you know, I'll always. What's 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 your Twitter? Uh, my Twitter handle is at sign Rock Steady Ricky. Plug perfect, it's a perfect <laughs> made plug. Yes. It, it's a fun one actually. I, I follow it. Sweet, <laughs> but like I know, especially like for anything that's like a, a trending item, it's like I I'll tweet something and it's. Uh, there were times where people had like screenshot a tweet that was similar to what I had done. I was like, well, it's, we have like 8 million people using this app. And yeah, we're all acting doing the same thing. It's like, I, I swear I didn't search for the hashtag and then just like copy paste. Right. <laughs> yeah. hey,
1: it's you, you saw the trending topic. You wanted to try to get in on, on yeah, the trend. So, like
2: yeah, here's my hot take on it. And somebody else had an equally hot take.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's joke thievery, it's, it's more important, who I don't, okay. I'm gonna say the sentence and I'm gonna immediately qualify it. So joke thievery is more important the more power you have as a comic. And that doesn't mean if you're an open mic or you get to steal jokes. No, what I mean is like, uh, when you're doing open mic stuff and you accidentally steal something or you're doing it on Twitter, and it's very similar to another tw- uh, Twitter user, and it happens on accident. Who cares? Yeah, especially if it happens not, a couple of times.
2: I'm not right? making money. <laughs> right,
0: Twitter. right. But if I'm doing, if I'm doing even a bar show and I'm getting paid ten bucks, and I'm doing a hick set, fuck you. Yeah, like you, yeah. Once you're doing it for your benefit, go fuck yourself.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's and that's the other thing that's hard to quantify with joke thievery is how much damage is actually being done by the joke thief like i don't know it's that's what makes it such a hard topic to talk about in a subjective way like if you can look like you know you like we were talking about with leary and hicks where you essentially can have a side-by-side of two jokes and bill hicks is from two years earlier and then dennis leary's is the exact same joke you know two years later it's like well yeah that's joke theft oh right but then you have you, you can play the what if game about you know Comic A says something in City Y and Comic B says something in City Z and they met at a festival a couple years ago when they both riffed at something at a bar and now they they both go 55 miles an hour. Yeah, when do they meet? (laughs) Like you you can play that but uh, yeah, like I said, it's more you know it when you see it and I think with this Dennis Leary special, you you saw it quite a
2: bit. Yeah, and it, it, like it, it it's so deep too. 'Cause I know like him and Hicks at one point were good friends.
1: Yep. Yeah, they were very good
2: friends. So if if I'm friends with somebody, I know their jokes. I know all of their material. So it's mm. it's one thing. It's like I think they basically their friendship was destroyed because Hicks called him yep. out on lifting yeah. all of his material. So it's like, that's it's one thing. If if they're on different sides of the U.S., I, maybe you could even try to make claims for that. But it's like. Like if it's me and my buddy Larry Smith, you know I know all of his stuff. He knows all of my stuff. And if I start doing all of his jokes, I, it's gonna be obvious that I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. right. The nerve of me to even think about it. I I kind of wish someone would steal my like just once.
0: Friend steals my joke. Hey man, thanks for watching the show. Like that feels nice. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: Like once. <laughs> Maybe if you had a joke worth stealing, I'd take off. one of them from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Airplane Feuds is a great joke. Fuck the you. best. Fuck you. Stop bringing up that goddamn joke.
0: I'm gonna sell merch of that one day. <laughs> and I'm gonna uh, have spite it's money.
1: Gonna be, it's gonna be the most successful shirt on our podcast website, and I just know it. And I'm gonna. It's gonna be like taking. It's gonna be like finding a blood diamond. You're gonna be oh. like, yeah. I'll well, take the money. But...
2: I, I can't wait to make a kill in using that joke. <laughs> Ricky, I'm going to... Here, no, here's the thing.
0: I want one joke to be like a curse. Like, everyone... Every comic thinks this joke's super fucking funny like airplane feuds, but then they do it to a set and no one laughs at it. And then another comic steals it. Like, I want that like so, the the ring i want the yeah. ring of jokes <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're, they're doing they're doing a showcase for like jfl and they're like you know what i'm gonna pop out this airplane feuds joke that i heard and then it's gonna bomb so bad that not only do they not get jfl but that they have to quit comedy forever yeah you will bomb in seven great. days <laughs> yeah. and the, a, another comedian on the show is like Oh, I like that joke, so I'm going to do it now on my showcase. <laughs>
2: <laughs> It'll be different when I do it.
1: <laughs> and,
0: uh, any comic that hears this joke will bomb in seven days. That is,
2: it is, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, no, I like the rain joke concept. <laughs> if, I can, if I can make one virus
0: of a joke, not viral. A fucking virus,
1: (laughs) a a destructive, unseen (laughs) entity. I'm okay with that.
0: I think I can live that being my legacy. I, that's fine.
2: That would be worthy of a Wikipedia page. I feel (laughs) at least get you out there. It would give me a controversies tab.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It'd be like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but it's like this—you know, six degrees of. Who's, Jeremy, who's, who's career did Jeremy ruin? And that might have <laughs> been a little bit better if I'd been able to fucking talk.
0: <laughs> uh, it's, it'll be early life, podcast, controversies,
1: <laughs> career deaths. <laughs> Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> KD Ratio. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, shit, Jeremy had a good one.
0: <laughs> Woo-hoo! That, is, that is two weeks in a row where my punch-ups have fucking killed.
1: <laughs> it's two interviews in a row.
0: Two interviews in a row. I forgot we had that middle one where we just didn't care about anything. That was a yeah. good week.
1: Uh, n- no, it wasn't. No, it's not. We recorded terrible. at a, we recorded at 11 a.m. and I started drinking at five in the morning. It was a bad day for a whole bunch. Why did you start drinking at 5 a.m.? Yeah, because I've been in my house for a month straight and I kind of fucking lost it. That's what happened.
2: But, but just the fact that you even awake at 5 a.m. It's like I would I'd be drinking no, when I get I, up, but I wouldn't be up at 5 a.m.
1: I was awake because my sleep schedule was so flipped that like 5 a.m. was my 5 p.m. It was, it was a rough week. It was a really rough week.
0: But when you put it like that, like I was drinking at 5 p.m. and I go, "Cool, Grandpa." Like you, when you put it like
1: that, it's fine. Yeah, that's why I. Uh, that's why I admitted that part. The cry for help is. Uh, little more powerful when people don't know the context behind it
2: <laughs> so 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 let me get this straight so you, you did the podcast where you would you've been drinking for six hours straight and now it's cool to do a live interview is that what you had done
1: uh we didn't interview anybody that
2: day we just we about a
1: special yeah we, yeah, we, we jeremy, didn't jeremy find jeremy anyone really jeremy was really it quite the, the train wreck then that one.
0: It would fuck. What did we talk about last week? Uh, no, uh, we said, "Oh yeah, Cristalea's out." Let's just talk about the new Cristalea special, and uh, that was it. Nice. It was. It is the filler arc of of a podcast, is what it was.
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure for a while, I just let Jeremy talk about his thoughts while I threw up. So, <laughs> like, why did the video feed go away? <laughs> why, why is David muted? Mind your fucking business true. <laughs> <laughs> there,
0: there actually was a point. Um here's the thing. We when we do Zoom meetings, it's almost all audio, so that way okay. we don't uh, ever have to do shit. But there was a point in the middle of that where I went, I have to use the restroom really fucking bad. So I'm just gonna pause this and run. Uh and I was gonna keep letting David talk because I'm pretty sure I couldn't David could fill that time without knowing that I wasn't there. <laughs>
1: But on a, on a normal day, I would have been able to
2: yeah. you, you start them on something that, you know, is going to kick off a diatribe I, I can at least get a shit out of this. Yeah.
0: I, could have, I could have said the word conspiracy theory. And I, I could have gotten, I could have gotten a double in.
1: But, yeah, I, would have, I would have got I would have gone off on my top 10 conspiracies that I don't necessarily believe, but I find utterly fascinating yeah anyway let's get back on track here we're talking about <laughs> we know
2: we are off the rails man no
1: no then no. this is how jokes
0: are made that are you stealing um <laughs> there we go uh, so now shout. we're
2: back on track that's good
0: <laughs> i've i was reading it and apparently some people claim that even his smoking mannerisms were reminiscent of hicks and i go that's not joke stealing that's just like little brother big brother like that's there's nothing wrong in that that's just how friends are made like <laughs> yes
1: well that's that, funny so the, yeah there, there were some things when i was because re- i was reading reviews and like into the controversy of the joke theft around it to know you know so i could have a little more like you know standing on when we talked about it and some of the people who were like reviewing the special we're talking about it but they were going off on weird things that like that's not the problem like the fact that he smokes a cigarette like bill hicks really isn't a problem no the fact the fact that he sold out and did beer commercials and animated movies that's not the problem like no. that's that's just what you do when you or a comedian and someone says, Hey, do you want a shit ton of money to be in a Bud Light commercial? You yeah, go does, yes. talk, talk
2: about trucks for a while. You'll be you'll be a millionaire. Exactly. <laughs> you like that's You wanna be not an ice thing. cat? <laughs> that
1: that's not the thing you focus on when your main gripe right, is the fact that they took someone else's material.
0: <laughs> the line cure for cancer is from a Hicks joke.
2: The Yeah. 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 That is, like, I guess, like, when you talk about, like, I could see if I was doing a review, like, the anger that I would have because had he not ripped off Bill Hicks and gotten the fame that he did have no cure for cancer, he wouldn't have even gotten those opportunities. And maybe not. Right. Okay, so, yeah. I could yeah, see, I, like, the how it rolls into that.
1: Okay. Right, you're making I money guess, off the lie. I yeah. guess I see that, but it wasn't uh... – in, in the reviews that I read, they weren't making, like, that connection. They were just making yeah. the jump. Oh, it, it's and it fact, felt
2: if, disjointed. Like, if he had genuinely done those jokes and then had huge fame, fuck it, I don't care. Go for it. Yeah,
1: I don't think I anybody at that point would care, yeah. But it's yeah. the fact that your career is a lie. Yes. And now That's it's, hilarious. yeah, more and- even more of a farce. Go
0: on. And non stand up fans, I need you to know that everything about us on stage is a lie. And <laughs> what, what, what we're saying is, is, this specific lie isn't fun for us professional liars. Like that's we make our
2: own lies. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, my my life is a lie, but at least I'm like not ripping off anybody else. I, I just yeah. Truth. That's different.
1: That's very different. I'm, I'm telling half-truths about my own life and not someone else's. Yes. I, I'm my own
0: charlatan, you motherfuckers. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: so, Ricky, if you could learn anything from this album, uh, and it sounds like you did, what did you learn from this album?
2: I mean, going off of the material itself, notwithstanding the fact that it was you know lifted from somebody else i i, I do feel that I get uh, especially once if you would see the full version where it kind of had the the softer moment and ramped it back up into the anger again and that's I feel like the the big thing that I got out of it was being more raw on stage. Because I think a lot of people just kind of stay. At, at a similar level whenever they're doing the material and dennis leary you know just looking at his his act and what he was like he told me like you can you can show you can have a softer side you can have a more aggressive side it's like i feel like having that variation kind of gives something it's, it's more palatable for a consumer
1: mm.
0: it is uh because on the, on the reverse aspect yeah when some people think raw Especially a newer comic. They think Raw is just pure anger opening it up on stage and being a Tasmanian devil. Mm-hmm. Um, and technically that's the version I consumed. And it's hard to listen to.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: no, Raw means a spectrum of emotions that are unfiltered. And it feels like you're letting everything on stage, not just one note yeah Mm. um and so that yeah that's what raw really is we talk about vulnerability a lot on stage and i think vulnerability is more important than the jokes you write sometimes Mm. Um, and watching you
1: who you are and watching somebody who's a true master of that and again since i didn't see the down moment that leary had in the video version i just listened to the audio version i can't necessarily speak to how masterful that is but bringing it down can almost be as powerful as just hitting constantly over and over and over again like one of the I've, I've had the opportunity to work with uh, John Morgan uh, John Paul Morgan how some people know him uh, and he is a uh, master at that he I don't know how he does it but he can bring an audience so, so he can make them so quiet and so silent by having an emotional moment. And then five seconds later, he has the entire place slapping the table laughing and like finding yeah. that depth and that mastery.
2: Yeah, I feel like that's, that that's, a, that's a great skill because like you said, if, if you're just always at a hundred, like it's hard. Like you're, the crowd is laughing, but they're not, they're not engaged as much yeah. you know, i feel like when, when you can have a softer moment like and what you said generally you know being vulnerable it's like you you pull them in it's like now now they're, they're part of like this this secret club that only they're a part of and only they get to experience and then once you <laughs> have them but now they're in the palm of your hands and then you can just skyrocket back to it what, whatever you want to do but like, i feel like if you got to bring them in and and feel like it's, it's okay for for me to opening myself up and have judgment like i'm doing like a therapy session kind of thing but once once you have them in then now you, you can you can take your your act to a, a new level i feel mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's like the, the way the, the version i was listening to it's like a guy punching me in the same part in the arm over and over and over again it's gonna hurt and i'm gonna feel something for a little bit yeah but then i'm gonna get numb to it and i'm gonna get dead to it and uh, I feel like I feel like we repeat this whole thing about changing it up a lot, but like, use. I think it's one of the biggest mistakes, or like the easiest mistake to make. Like, it's not, hey, your setup and punchlines are wonky. It's not, hey, this isn't funny. This isn't funny is a subjective sentence. You're doing the same thing over and over again, and that's why it's not working. Is yeah. the objective way of what that actually means, mm-hmm. and that's. Uh, more important than anything
1: one of them yeah you like it's kind of like being a good like like just going off your punching metaphor it's kind of being a good fighter in that sense like you're not just throwing jabs you're throwing all different types of punches Mm -hmm. to wear down the defenses of the audience till eventually you got them to the point where they're leaving their face exposed and you're coming in with a knockout blow right to their jaw like, yeah. you, you, you just wear them down that way and you hit them with whatever you can. You don't need to yeah. be one note.
0: Yeah. A good fighter throws punches, kicks, and even a gun.
1: Like, it's just. <laughs> nope. Two of those things are cheating. <laughs> Two of those things are definitely cheating. And punches boxing. and kicks? Punches and kicks? <laughs> no. Kicks and guns are cheating. And <laughs> <boxing>. Fucking win. <laughs> what
2: if it's, it's UFC style. It's different now. We, we can have kicks <laughs> and guns. We can have guns you know what you know what? No, no no here's here's the bracket i want i
0: want the best fighters in all the world and then one guy with a gun <laughs>
1: like, one one overweight out of shape guy <laughs> hey, with a gun. he's that fat muscle <laughs> guy right? like, yeah
0: he's that fat muscle guy that like you know he works at the docks he can hold his own uh but like he can't run a mile and then you put a <laughs> Then you just give him a gun. How long, how long does he go? I think longer than you expect.
1: <laughs> like shorter than you imagined. <laughs> I would not pay for that fight. I pay pay for so I'd I pay so much. I'd pay so much. I'd be the
2: one with the gun, so I, I would be all for this. Yeah,
1: right.
2: It's like thing. you into a gun fight. You got, okay, let's say it's professional wrestling, right? And
0: you got the trash man, you got macho man, and then you got Dave with a gun.
2: <laughs> Call it fake. Call it <laughs> fake one more time. Really? Come on. Come on, Vince. Come on, Vince. When are you going to step in? When are you going to step in? You're pointing
0: at the WrestleMania sign, but now with his finger, with the fucking Glock.
2: <laughs> oh, you wow. what in? Mean? He pay. he sells tickets! He, he, he shoots the WrestleMania sign down and applies <laughs> <into> the audience.
1: Fuck <laughs> yeah. He's doing the Royal Rumble by
2: himself in a chair! Uh, they don't have so, audiences right now, you might as well do something like that.
0: Yeah! Guns <laughs> are just walking into the Royal Rumble and he's just popping them off!
1: It's a weird Royal Rumble!
2: You've been eliminated! You've been eliminated! <laughs> You've been eliminated! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. I think we just gave rise to America's next most popular sport. Listen, I just saw the most recent World Rumble, and
0: I forgot. Who's the guy that made that record of, like, 30? Uh, 30. Like, knocked out, like, eliminated, like, uh, like, I think, 16 people. uh, Oh, Brock Lesnar? Yeah, Brock Lesnar. Like, that was impressive. But, like, Dave with the gun – could probably start to
1: finish that whole Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it depends on what type of gun he used. But but whatever he wants. He
2: uh, he's, he's, he's a big dude. You can't have this real small gun. He's just gonna bounce off. Yeah. It. Also, you would
0: tell him, No, not that gun, a different gun?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of people in the Royal Rumble, and certain guns 30. only carry so many bullets. <laughs> so it's like thirty forty. Like if you if you have them carry in have carry in like the James Bond gun, a Walther PPK, that's six plus one in the chamber, so seven. They carry an one. AR fifteen. That's thirty. So he has the pocket. I grew up around a lot of guns. <laughs> That's he has how I know Rambo
2: Just have the, the machine gun
1: around
0: <laughs> in your body. Big Dave's got a Beretta for tonight. Alright, who knows? Um, But I learned, what I learned is yeah, <laughs> stuff, what I learned is Big Dave's gonna make it far and uh, I want to use that as a bit now and I don't know how, but like not only hitting the same note makes you numb, but also like when, when you steal a joke, that is all your listener will focus on. Uh, mm. So don't do it. <laughs> so don't, do it. don't be PSA. a dick. Don't be a dick about it. Mm. Um, but also, like, joke thievery is – it's hard to explain, but it's also very obvious.
1: So yeah. And it's hard to recover from if you get tacked as one.
0: Yeah. But it's it? also
1: – I mean, look
2: at, it
0: look at, on
2: he's, he's, he's on fire still. I mean, like, it's, yeah, it seems like he got away with murder, you know?
0: Yeah, but he's not doing stand-up. Well, I guess you don't have for, to.
1: For certain people, it's hard to recover from. Yeah. Yeah. True, true. If if you're, Remember, you're, the, the world's well, terrible. Like, if,
2: you're, if you're, like, Mencia, I don't think he ever recovered from it.
1: No. I don't think he's Cook recovered. Covered. Who? Dane Cook. No, he kind of recovered. His candle just kind of burned out.
2: Yeah, he just wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened with him. <laughs> <I> know,
1: <I've laughs> learned that and eventually jo- everybody realized it at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've learned that joke stealers
0: just become actors because they're really good at saying other people's words.
2: Yeah, they... yeah. That's funny. You know, Dennis Leary, you know, Dan Cook, they, they have both done films. I Schumer a, was the really Trainwreck. Really yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all, all the comic actors. I, I, you know, was Robin Williams ripping people off too? Like he was all Yeah, acting. but he paid. He paid people. He
0: paid people once they found out he stole the joke. So I'll give, I'll give Robin that credit. I don't okay. think Dennis Leary gave Bill Hicks At any money. At the same money. time,
1: he wouldn't pay if he didn't get caught. So let's not give him too much Fair. credit. So. Hey, hey, uh,
0: Leary didn't give Hicks any money, probably because Hicks was dead. But like, you know. There's at least one thing, but uh, David, what did you learn? Did you learn anything today?
1: Um, I mean, I think the things that I learned, we kind of covered already when I was jumping in off of your guys' points, it's essentially those same things. Like, you know, at, 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 it's, don't be afraid to be raw in both a, uh, loud, boisterous way, but also a more calm, subtle way either. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and yeah, also don't steal jokes. Yep. Yep. Uh, a, a good, a good lesson in general. A good, you got a one-two punch for comedy right there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that album is being talked about thirty years later for one reason.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Uh, and that reason is, oh yeah, <laughs> cite your sources. Is basically I've learned from from being an English major. You can use anyone's work, just cite them. That's
2: just. Was well, he I think it's what we missed from the special. He had like he had a work cited page at the very end. Oh fuck. Huh. Was that an APA format? No, oh, it, it definitely
0: wasn't. Here's the thing. I know MLA very well. If he used the Hicks material, he would have stopped and paused, put a parenthesis saying Hicks, the year, and the special he stole it from, but he didn't. So I think it might have been APA. <laughs> yeah. or, or considering where he's from
1: Chicago. <laughs> fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh! Dennis Leary is from Boston. Fuck you! I got to get that <laughs> degree. I don't care. I don't care. Do you Wait, understand? did you end up actually getting that degree?
0: I'm a year off. <laughs> I'm a year off, and then I went to U. Here's the thing: Carney, I went to Carney. Carney had an English degree, and then I went to UNO. And oh UNO said, my god! I a, don't care. I'm finishing <laughs> it. Uh, because there might be someone, there might be one person that listens to it and goes, I hate we're, it when they don't lose. their stories. The
1: followers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> um,
0: but at UNO, where I went to later, they went, we don't have a straight English degree. We have American lit, we have poetry. You had to pick one. And I go, I don't know what I have left. So I'm going to take a break. And then that break lasted for many years. <laughs> um, and now I'm a comedian, sort of. Um, Okay, so, Ricky, I have some fast questions for
2: you. Okay. Favorite sandwich, fave Sammy. Favorite sandwich. I fucking love peanut butter. Like, I am all over peanut
1: butter. So give me a good PB&J and I am in heaven.
0: Good PBJs is real good. Do
1: you, do you ever Don't do eat. just a straight peanut butter sandwich?
2: Normally, actually, I, So I probably more so what I do is I'll. I'll it's it's kind of Elvisy. So I've got like the bread, some peanut butter, and banana, and just to go to town. That's good. Nice. Yeah, nice. With like a little Alex. sprinkles of cinnamon.
0: Ooh, uh, ooh. Takes okay. it up a notch, My my, like
2: my pre-workout it.
1: sandwich is that.
0: That's a lot of protein.
1: That so. is a good. That's a good pre-workout. Got yeah. you. Got your potassium. You got your protein. That's yeah. Oh, that's actually really smart. It's actually is good, it uh, like insulin too, so it, it's
2: it's it's great.
0: I uh, I don't like chunky peanut butter. Like I like it kind of like on toast, like when the peanut butter is all melted, sure. And a sandwich, and I I like I like creamy. I like creamy peanut butter.
2: I will I was- die on this hill for crunchy.
0: <laughs> I don't Okay, like okay, let's think of a hollow out Easter bunny, like I do. Um, because they're selling them cheap. You don't want you don't want to get a spoonful of crunchy peanut butter and just slap it on that bunny. No, you use creamy peanut butter. You eat it and then you cry.
1: It's very situational for me whether you use the chunky or the creamy. Like for sometimes for sandwiches, I've gone both ways. But in a situation like what Jeremy's saying, I go for the smooth. For go for creamy, but if like. I'm making some sort of Christmas cookie that is just pretty much just a ball of peanut butter dipped in chocolate. My family's very fat. My uh, family's always very Midwestern. Chunky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that is the
2: most
0: Midwestern dessert I've heard in a while. Yep, uh, yep. <laughs> Jesus. Um, all right. Uh, favorite joke that you tell, Ricky.
2: Favorite joke I tell is my, my Lion King jokes. It's 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 a bit, so it's not quite a, a joke. But I, it's that's one of my favorite things. What's that? It's
0: a disqualified then. I didn't say fucking bit, I said <laughs> the joke. I wish people respect the rules.
1: I'm so sorry. <laughs> I I felt rude.
0: It, it felt weird being angry for a minute. I don't I you know, I didn't like that. That was that wasn't fun. That wasn't fun for me. <laughs>
1: That's, that's not who uh, you are, huh?
0: No, no, that's not what this bit demands.
1: I think um, you do need to find a healthy way to get some of that anger out, though. I
2: smoke. <laughs> okay, I I guess so I don't
1: my, my favorite
2: <laughs> one-liner joke is, I'm a cancer survivor, but enough about my ex's sign.
1: Hey. Hey. <laughs> uh,
0: I like but it. Yeah, New Lion King, but, uh, it's also it's, it's good. I like it. Um,
2: New jo- what's a new joke you're working on in these times you know i'm i'm, I'm kind of like enjoying the hiatus a little bit like some i i haven't done a show the entire calendar year and i'm just shit really yeah like yeah. So for me like i i honestly like, like got bogged down with you know the work that actually pays for my bills because comedy does not pay for shits. <laughs> like, so, like, once that finally died off was, like, early March and then pandemic started. So, like, well, like, I'll just keep this going. <laughs> <All
1: right.
2: laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I haven't had a joke since probably December. I, I of like, you know, I, I, I do still use Twitter actively. Like, so that's still, like, my open mic at least to... Uh, to have something out there so I if, if I know that something's hitting off of that then I kind of save that and see if I can make an actual bit out of it but that, that's about it but I, there's nothing that I'm like forming at the moment. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I yeah. get that for, for a while like and for the first opening couple of weeks of the pandemic uh, you know the quarantine and mm-hmm. staying home I was like oh I'm gonna get so much writing done and I did. And now I hate all of those jokes because I haven't had a <laughs> chance to test them out. And yeah. I'm just the more and more that I read over them to try to touch them up where I can. I'm like, oh, I hate this. I hate this. Why did I even write this? And then I haven't wrote anything until today. I just wrote something. And even then it was just reworking a joke that I had written three weeks ago that I hadn't yeah. been able to tell yet. It's it, in a way it's nice though. Like, I'm more concerned about different things now than yeah. whether or not I thought of a new dick joke to tell. So it's true, it's true. But man, like the the
2: the hunger is still there, and it's just I know, like Jeremy, like you're you're doing online shows, but man, like the the, the hunger, like the, oh. how you get when you're in front of a crowd and getting them roaring. It's like man, I, I miss the crap out of that. Mm-hmm. I was
0: listening to Come On Eileen not too long ago, and I have a joke where that's. Where that song's in there as part of the punchline, and uh, I was going like, man, I miss standing on a stage, and like I miss the pacing. I miss the getting in an audience face. I miss, I miss the I miss the anxiety right before a show. Yeah, miss I miss the-, the pacing of like waiting for you to shut the fuck up so I can get on stage. Like, that's that's the thing I think I think of when people don't know the comics is like hey when someone else is on all we're
2: thinking about is just getting on stage mm. i even i even miss bombing like i miss bombing it's like i, I miss failure <laughs> what the hell am i doing if you oh. want to
1: experience that definitely do one of the online zoom shows because you don't yeah. hear any laughter you're like depending on like if you do a zoom show and however many people are on it you could kind of Just scroll through and Twitch. see all of them, but you can't like hear them laughing or sometimes even see them laughing. Like yeah, it's like so either, either they're like or, or they're
2: like not even on
1: camera, so you yeah, they're what
2: they're doing. are
0: like, no. the dog? are the backline's doing it? Which, by the way, if you want uh, support the backline by going to Patreon uh, under the backline. Uh, but what they do is they we do a Zoom meeting and it's on Twitch. So I experience nothing. Whether people are watching on Twitch and putting in comments or emotes or shit like that, I experience nothing. I am literally looking at the comics on the Zoom meeting, and they're all not looking at me. And I'm just, it's not a fun bomb. Like, my favorite (laughs) bomb is when one guy is politely laughing.
1: (laughs) And I mean, that, like, I don't know. The Zoom shows the way that I described them. to another friend who asked what they were like, I said, they're, they are methadone. If stand up is heroin. Oh, that's the, the saddest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, like, there's something, but they're ew. not the same.
2: It's not the same, yeah. yeah.
1: I, uh, I,
0: I've not been writing. Uh, I remember, I think I said something funny during the Larry interview that I wanted to be a joke, but I didn't write it down.
1: You did, and I remember what it was. I'll tell you after the, no, thank after you, the mic. I didn't, I didn't write it down because I don't remember it. And uh, if you forget it by next week, then it's my joke because I'm taking it. It was so... It was, was it actually one funny? Of the, it was legitimately yeah. one of the funniest things that you've ever said.
0: That and Big Dave with the Gun. I I would love to tell a dumber story uh, about something I want. And I'd, I'd be down doing Big day with a Gun does says the pro boxing circuit. Uh, Just just once. Uh, But I need to look up, because I feel like I've heard the line, this is where I have to look up the joke thievery, because I think I've heard it on a video game podcast or somewhere, but the line farther than you expected, but shorter than you'd hope, is I'm pretty sure I've heard that line before.
1: That sounds like it'd just be... uh a regular turn of phrase that you could put into a joke, not something that yeah. you're stealing?
0: I'm going to look it up just in case it's not used predominantly in one thing. And then if I don't, I'll run it until someone tells me not to. And that's basically how I have to do jokes. Whenever someone does joke thievery, is like, this sounds familiar. Hmm. You, and then you kind of Google it. Uh, which is, again, a fucking nightmare. Because uh, it's... Cause not every joke is transcribed. Yeah. Or tagged in a certain way. So it's hard, but you got to do it. Um, what are the final
1: two questions we got for Ricky? Our
0: final two, yeah. Um, so those are the two jokes I'm writing. Um,
2: biggest, uh, biggest bomb. The biggest bomb. So uh, it would have been my, my second open mic. So it was supposed to be at a bar, and the bar was double booked. For two different events. One was a comedy show, which was not, no pay, and one was DJ, and that was a paid gig, so we got bumped. But there's another open mic an hour later, so we just, just hang around. And it was a general open mic, not a comedy one. But then, well, I'm at a bar, so I'll just drink while I'm here, go over there. And then that open mic started like a half hour late. And I, by the time I was getting on stage, I was shit faced. Oh. holy shit and also it was my second open mic i'm not good i'm not good yet <laughs> but i had yeah. Yeah. I my first open mic and and first of my actually went really really well and they said like i, I how much time do i get like you can do 10 minutes like you give me 10 minutes fuck yeah so i wrote down 10 minutes for the jokes it was about 18 minutes because the the cadence was all wrong and i was slow and i was slurring and when a joke wouldn't hit i made like the the one the worst move ever of explaining why it was actually funny. No.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh. Was, oh. it
2: was, it was, that I probably learned more from that show than any other show. Like, second One like I knew okay like beer and a half in and no more like that's my max because I I can't go in totally clean my 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 I'm too anxious. Like yeah, a beer and a half it, it it quiets me down just at right level. But man, I can never drink that much before a show ever again.
0: No, I can do one or two before a show
2: mm-hmm.
0: if it's a if it's like a light chuggable beer. If it's a PBR, fuck it, I'll do two before mm-hmm. a show. And even then, that's it. That's it. But man, I don't I I don't dare go up on stage if I'm a little intoxicated.
1: I'll do maybe half or one before. Okay. Just, I I really try to limit, like it's something in me to kind of take the edge off, but I'm still completely in control of all of my faculties. I'm not slurring my words in any sense. Well, I'm not slurring my words any more than I already do. (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: normal slur. Yeah. I think yeah, so Jeremy, the only other time that I would have gotten drunk during a show would have been for Larry's 40th.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. The MC of that one. Oh Robbie, poor Robbie. He was drunk (laughs) before it started. Robbie Robbie wasn't just drunk.
2: He was like almost asleep drunk. He was gone. Like he he polished off the whole bottle of wine before he even came into the venue. Yeah. And, and, then he, and, and then people thought it was funny that he was drunk, so they were just no. giving him more drinks. No, it no. wasn't. No, this man Ew. needs help tonight. He's, he's going to he's gonna bond Scott himself or something. Jesus.
0: I remember, right, like, I was nervous. going Driving up there, I was so nervous. Like, I don't know these people. What if they don't think I'm funny? Mm-hmm. I'm making fun of this guy. What if I'm too mean? What if I'm not mean enough? And all I did is I wrote one joke saying this is where Lincoln was born, and after watching five of you, I want to blow my brains out. And a joke where I call Larry, like he's calling himself a he keeps calling himself a gorilla, he kept calling himself Coco. And I said that's not true because I was really sad when Coco died. And then the rest of the t- <laughs> And then the rest of the time, I just made fun of Robbie being drunk. Like yeah. I didn't know this guy. I was just like no, we're just gonna we're gonna point at this guy and laughing for having a
2: serious problem. <laughs> yeah. But that it was okay be, because for that one I was literally just reading off note cards.
1: Yeah. So I didn't care how drunk I
2: was as long as I can read the text. Like I was leaning on the podium because I couldn't quite stand upright. But it's like as I, as I that. Can read from the cards, I'm good to go. And, and the, <laughs> the jokes were fine because I could read off of it. And I was except for the very last one I bombed and had to redo it. But everything else was great.
0: You then also explained why that was funny, and I thought that was weird. But like I thought that was part of it. <laughs> uh no you know you're you're funny then that was a really good show i enjoyed that and i uh i I think i reintroduced myself to tom brown on that one and that was
2: that was a fun night oh nice yeah 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 yeah
0: Uh, that was at uh bosses right no not bosses where was that that was um
2: donnie
0: b's donnie b's yep uh yeah that was a fun that was a fun one Mm -hmm. Uh, all right final joke why do you uh final question why do you tell uh why do you tell comedies uh why do you do stand up and do you like jokes? Why do
2: I do stand up and, and why and what was the last part? Do you like jokes? Yeah, yeah. So like you know, uh, you know, I, I did like I, I mentioned, I got into comedy to to try to get out of the depression that I was going through. And uh, my funny or my, my friend Jeremy Hughes, I just started doing comedy about six months before that, and I saw him at an open mic. And you know, I'm I'm from Springfield to St. Louis is a big you know sports city so the cardinals had just started the playoffs it was like game one of the playoffs and i that open mic like there was four people in the audience there were two comics in the audience like no one was there so the mc was saying like if somebody wants to try comedy for the first time now's your chance so that's literally what i did i, I started i like, put some jokes in on my phone read them off the phone and it was not great but like i got a couple of chuckles to get the bug going and yeah for me it's like that like with the the situation that i was going through what i was living in it's like that was like that was my ticket to get out of that ruts so like i you know i'm forever grateful to the comedy i think probably a lot of people would say that like if if they didn't do comedy they'd be dead and i feel like i was kind of in a a pretty rough state at that point to where i I do feel the comedy saved me yeah go ahead no no you know you first uh, but when you, with the second part of like, you know, do I like jokes? Like, oh, yeah, I, I, I love jokes. And I feel like I I am a walking open mic to where I will just like try to riff off of something. And a lot of it is terrible. Like, I, like, that's what <laughs> that with with my friends. My friends, like, they, they would see me do comedy and they're like, I didn't know you were that funny. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, with when I'm riffing off of them, it's like, Maybe one out of ten things I say goes. <laughs> I'm like a, I'm like a machine gun, trying out jokes, and if, and if oh. I it then I know that's the one I'm gonna use.
1: You're gay with the gun.
0: I remember telling my best friend uh, that I, I think it was like high school or early college. I was like, I want to try comedy, and he looked at me and goes, mm, "You're, you're not stand up funny," and I went. <laughs> that 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 one stuck with me for a while and he was the he's the friend that went to the most shows I've ever done so that was that's that's how supportive that friend was is I'll support you when you're actually good but please know that right now
2: if you're going to try it you're going to fucking bomb that's a good friend does he does he still feel that you're not stand up funny <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just a friendly person <laughs>
0: he he's a very nice guy okay uh, he, he went it's to my me. first TV I recording. Was... No, no, <laughs> no. You're the other side of that coin that I relate to, Ricky. Where I will do jokes when we we drive together sometimes uh, to the recording studio or whatnot when we used to do that, or talk afterwards. I will specifically do jokes that are open Mikey material specifically to piss you off.
1: It's true. You it's my favorite it thing to do. It's my it's least favorite thing you do, so I guess that's, that works out.
2: Successful <laughs> then, That's great. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it's our dynamic. Uh, Ricky, do you have anything to plug? Anything?
2: Uh, where can people find you? Yeah, so as of right now, you know, not too much as far as comedy shows go, but I'm still very active on Twitter Why? at, at RocksteadyRicky and I have Facebook, uh, which is at Ricky Rocksteady, but yeah, catch me on Twitter. Nice. Uh,
0: David, where can people find you?
1: Oh, uh, uh, Jesus, we we always do this, and for whatever reason, I'm always caught off guard. Uh, you Twitter and Instagram at David underscore Kousgard. That's K O U S G A A R D. And for information about upcoming shows that may or may not be happening within the next month, uh, check out DavidCowsGuard.com uh,
0: Plum Jeremy on Twitter and uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram. And uh, if you want to follow the podcast for stuff that, you know, random Der- Jeremy and David thoughts or, you know, stuff about episodes, you know, it's uh, at running the light on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for the big, re- big red light uh, and wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Yep. I literally uh, just sent my follow to David Casgaard's Twitter accounts. I Whoa. see
1: that. I'm, I'm going to go on and it. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, that, I'm surprised. Woo
0: um seriously ricky you're always a blast to talk to you you're a good uh you're a, you're a good guy in a funny comic yeah
2: i love the experiences that we've had together i know we've had a lot of stories that are not being discussed here and probably shouldn't yeah. be <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, it's mostly like man that town's really fucked up
2: and so yeah yeah it was that's that's most that story <laughs> Yep, that, and, and, and yeah. we know why and that's all that needs to be stated that's fine yep yeah uh, always a pleasure and, and david great to see you and I, i'm sure we'll be hanging out again sometime soon hopefully
1: hell yeah i'm looking forward to it thank you ricky uh-huh. thank yeah. you have a good one and uh, everyone you. else shaka brah shaka brah
2: i like the ring joke concept <laughs> <laughs> if i can if i can make one virus of a joke not viral
0: a fucking virus.
1: <laughs> a, a destructive
2: <laughs> unseen entity. I'm okay with that.